Before we get into the podcast, be sure to check us out on Facebook and Instagram at This Strange World Podcast and on Twitter at This Strange Pod. Welcome back. Welcome back to This Strange World. I'm Gavin. I'm Leah. And I'm Chris. Gavin, I love that for you, what you said before. We're not going to say it. No, but... we're not going to. We'll leave it in suspense. It was uh, it was a D's nuts joke, but uh, you can imagine it. And it was it was a good one. I've heard it was it was not an original. We're uh, mature. We're so mature. We're starting before the episode just making D's nuts jokes. Gang, gang, we haven't had we haven't had an episode come out for a whole month. Now it's we're back wow. and we're still talking about creatures, cryptids. We had a, a you know, you guys know, we love bonus episodes. If there's one thing we love, what do we love? I love bonus episodes. Bonus episodes. We had the OG9 earlier in the summer, July, August. We had, let's list them off. Humanoids, aliens, poisonous and venomous, plantae. There was no question mark in the title. I just <laughs> Lake monsters, <laughs> atmospheric beasts, feline, rare, flying beasts, and supernatural. It's the last one that we did. And now it's, you, you know, what's so special about the month of October? It's spooky season. Spooky season. Wow. You guys have so many spooky decorations behind you because we're recording this in October when it, it it's... So we got four, count them, four fun new bonus episodes this month about cryptids. And then I promise we'll be done. Maybe. We'll probably do more cryptids episodes in the future. Oh, we're not done with cryptids. They're not done with us and we're not done with them. True. We're going to, first we got to go out to like the woods and find whatever monsters. So I won't even dilly dally anymore. Today, there was a, there's a lot of miscellaneous cryptids that didn't really fit into a category or did. But they're kind of didn't get a chance to talk about them. So uh, we just shoved them all into one big old category. Dragons, river monsters, and snakes. So this week we're going to be talking about some dragons. We're going to be talking about some river monsters. We're going to be talking about some snakes. It seems pretty self-explanatory. Well, we had talked about similar things like this before. Like the dragons and dragonoids things we've talked similar. About something similar. Flying flying beasts. And then I think I talked about one. I talked about one in another cryptids episode that was similar. I'll get into that later. But yeah, like they were. We've we've dove into these topics before. And you know, we talked about lake monsters. We had a whole episode about lake monsters. But you know, everyone talks about lake monsters. Everyone talks about Nessie and Champ and Old Greeny and Lizzie. But no one's no one's talking about river monsters. So we're going to talk about them. And I don't know if we've talked about snakes. Well, we talked about poisonous and venomous stuff. Yeah, we talked, we talked about, about the monthly death worm. Which we will never be talking about again. Jabar Fofi. Jabar Fofi. Oh my gosh, my favorite. Yeah, so okay, we have talked about snakes-esque things. So yeah, these, these all are va- vaguely fit into the categories, but are also unique enough that let, let's, let's talk about them. It's a new thing, new week. So first we got... 
dragons. Chris, why don't you tell us about dragons? Yeah, so dragons uh, and dragonoids, uh, which are dragon-like creatures, are usually reptilian creatures with origins in supernatural belief and folk mythology. Pseudo-dragons encompass non-dragon, but distinctly related species like the cockatrice, the basilisk, and what we've spoken before of the Jersey Devil. These creatures contain dragon-like traits, but are not always considered dragons in mythology. The serpentine lake monsters are considered to be dragon-like, but they're not dragon-ish. Like, they're not like what you'd think of dragons, right? But they're they're like dragon-like, dragon-ish, dragonoids. So so I'm going to talk about dragons and dragonoids. I'm really only going to talk about one, and it's a dragon. Uh, but there are sub- subspecies of dragons. Yeah, I mean, lake monsters. I feel like they've got the they've got like the body of a dragon, but it's just not the wings typically. Dragon features. Yeah, right. They got, they got those distinct features. But yeah, I mean, we talked about the basilisk, and we even like you just said, we talked about the basilisk before, mm-hmm. uh, and we talked about the Jersey Devil. So check out those episodes. That was in uh, what was the basilisk? And the basilisk was in poisonous and venomous. Yeah, Leah has talked about Poisonous and Venomous. That was the third episode. Check that out. I think Cryptid's part one? No, um, Cryptid's part two had Jersey Devil, I think. No, it was uh, part one because that was Bigfoot Devils and Other Cryptids. Right, That was the first one that we did. That was all the way back in uh, December 2020. Wow. Crazy. You want to get into my dragon? Tell us about your dragon. Dragging these nuts on your face. So, what? We said we weren't going to say the joke, but we said it anyway. Sorry. That wasn't even the one I said before. I know it wasn't, but it was similar. That was why why we were saying these nuts jokes, but okay. So the dragon that I was going to talk about, it's called the Cumberland Dragon, also known as my favorite word that I've recently discovered, Goosefoot. So not Bigfoot, not Yeti, but Goosefoot. Uh, So the Cumberland Dragon, also known as Goosefoot, is a lesser-known mystery creature only reported to have been sighted once near the Cumberland Mountains. So it's got a little bit of that take-my-word-for-it uh, element here. Um, yeah. So the sighting the sighting was following a weird blurb posted in the Caledonian Mercury on December 4th, 1794. Quote, In February last, a detachment of mounted infantry commanded by Captain John Beard penetrated 15 miles into the Cumberland Mountain. On Cover Creek, and seen McDonald and another man in advance of the party as spies discovered a creature about three steps from them. It only had two legs. It stood almost upright, covered in scales of a black, brown, and light yellow color in spots like rings, a white tuft or crown at the top of his head, about four feet high, with a head as big as a two-pound stone and large eyes of fiery red. So this thing is, this thing is beefy. This thing is Massive. big. This thing pretty, is scary. It sounds like really pretty, the description. Yeah. It does. It sounds majestic. It stood about th- three minutes in a daring posture. Uh, the orders were given not to fire except at the Native Americans. Mr. McDonald advanced and struck at it with its sword. When it jumped at least eight feet and lit on the same spot of ground, sending forth a red kind of matter out of its mouth, resembling blood, and then retreated into a laurel thicket, turning round often as if intended to fight. So it like it it it's giving me a little bit of like you know when an octopus gets scared and it like shoots like ink out or like a squid shoots mm-hmm. ink out at people. Well, this is not an octopus, but it kind of does the same sort of stuff that I'm thinking of, like where it's like if someone starts shooting at it or someone's pointing a sword at it, 
it kind of like lets go of like this bloody kind of red matter out of its mouth and then kind of runs mm -hmm. away as if like distraction and then like runs. So I'm getting yeah. like the same, I'm getting the same feel from this thing. Yeah, I mean, it almost sounds like which so many of the cryptids, I would say, fit into the same sort of genre is like it's more scared of us than we are of it. That it's mm -hmm. like just self-defense, like distraction and run away. Right. I feel like that's usually nature in general. Yeah, especially when, you know, humans bring out like muskets and like or shooting swords and sword. Yeah. So the tracks of it resembled that of a goose. So but larger. That's why they call it Goosefoot. The indigenous people report that the creature inhabits that part of the mountain, which I was talking about before, which its breath, that red stuff that comes out, says, we'll kill you if you're not instantly jumping yourself into water. So once you get sprayed by this red thing, you got to immediately jump into water, and that saves you from dying. I don't know if any of these people got hit. I don't know if any of these people jumped into water, but that's kind of what the indigenous report. So they say that they've seen this thing flying around the mountain all the time. I guess not enough because you've only seen it once i mean it was also in 1794 which let me remind you is before iphones so i would assume so i, I hope so um yeah this track i feel like dragons usually especially you know in whatever mediums they're in they usually always look dope as dope as heck so i can only imagine that this dragon looked so cool but also it was 1794 so how are they really a blurb was posted where where are you posting blurbs in 1794 in the in like the square i'll tell you gavin it was posted in the caledonian mercury on december 4th 1974 was that a, a newspaper i would assume so it was a scottish scottish newspaper it was a scottish newspaper yeah so so those are dragons of the mountains. So we talked about the Cumberland dragon of the mountain, kind of near Cover Creek. Creek, another word for river. Uh, Leah, you have something that talks about rivers, right? Well, yes, I do. Yes, I do. You actually I have a couple, don't monsters. you? I got, well, I have a couple. I have two because they're smaller. So to define river monster cryptids, this category is for cryptids said to live in rivers or streams. So the first one is Bass Gator. The Albeda Mystery House is located at Louisiana, and it contains many fake creatures, such as the Fiji Mermaid. But perhaps the most odd is the Bassigator. The people who made it called it Buford's Bassigator. This creature is most noticeably 22 feet long, with eyes the size of beach balls. You would then notice that it appears to be half alligator and half bass, it is assumed to be a ferocious predator. The known specimens are at the UCM Museum mounted on a boat trailer and at Whitley's Fish Camp in Florida. The curator says that curious visitants shouldn't get too near due to its sharp teeth and powerful bite. He claims that even though it's dormant, it's alive. Hmm. So that's pretty cool. Buford the Bassigator. I'm I'm thinking when you said the eyes the size of beach balls, I'm picturing like this fish. You ever see the pictures of the fish that like they live in like the pressure of the water down in like the depths mm -hmm. of the ocean kind of thing? And then you bring them up to the top and their eyes just get huge. Like that reminds me I of this give thing. It like a hug. <laughs> it's got its eyes are bugging out of its skull. They're like the uh the kid toys. Oh my god, what's what's it called? Well, they're like a couple kid toys that like would have the big eyes and would want 
it, it like yeah, make you, you squeeze it, it and the eyes pop out yeah yeah i mean the whole hoax of this was they're supposedly like catching it and like putting it on display and if you guys look at uh what it looks like i can share my screen oh um if you want to see what it looks like what that is not what i thought oh did you already look it up i'm looking at it right now yeah like a big giant fish. Oh yeah, that's cool. With the head of an alligator. Yeah. I, we've said this in past episodes, but like, there's some there's some scary shit deep in the ocean. So like, there could be some scary looking fish like that deep in an ocean somewhere. There could yeah. be. We just didn't see it. Yeah. Well, there's definitely some big river stuff that have come out. Like, there's been people that have found bull sharks in rivers, and there's people that have found like. Uh, big giant like pike in rivers that like it's not too far-fetched that there's some big giant half alligator half fish swimming around out there but you know the bass alligator mm -hmm. unfortunately is a hoax but it i it wouldn't i wouldn't put it past that we found everything that is out there the next one is uh who is zodal and i'm so so sorry if i murdered that i always choose the one like, Here's the question. Who are you apologizing to? Because I have a feeling this cryptid isn't going to get super offended. Just, you know, the Aztecs and the mime myth. The community? The community. The community. community? Exactly. I don't need that. No hate, no hate. Said to look like a small dog in the Ahulzol. I'm so sorry. Had streaks on its head, small ears, and a hand at the tip of its tail. Scientists believe that the Azuzol, I don't know, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, man actually existed and was a type of otter or ferret, which is also a relative of the otter. The conquistador Hernan Cortez once reported to the king of Castle that one of his men had been killed by the river monster. Mm. I mean, this thing looks dope as heck. It's basically like a ferret or otter like what it was saying but then it's got a crazy tail which i feel like also we talked That'd about some cool. similar type stuff in the uh feline episode because there were some cats that had some crazy tails but then this is really more of like otter ferret kind of thing the lore of this river monster is that it would be submerging itself in a lake or stream and begin to wail like a small child or a frightened woman the passerby would hear the sound and would rush to the rescue of the helpless victim. Upon approaching the water, the victim would be strangled by the creature's infamous tail hand. And then the creature would tear out the victim's eyes, nails, and teeth and would eat them. It would then toss the lifeless body onto the riverbank and restart its wailing. I'm getting like La Llorona vibes off of this thing. Because, like, it says, like, it would you, it would wail like a small child or a frightened woman by the water. And then someone would come rushing to the water to be like, I'll save you. And then it, like, I ends up getting so. killed by the thing that's in the water. Like, I feel like there's a ton of lore surrounding things like this where they act like helpless people. And then the, the good Samaritans will come and rush in and try to help only to be killed or abducted or, you know, whatever by the thing that was causing the screams. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that's true you want to take it with caution like whenever you hear stuff like that i feel like in that paranormal like realm or, yeah. or fictitious realm i'd say there's definitely other cryptids that we've talked about that 
A, have like crazy cries and wails to like either draw people in or scare them. But then also, yeah, like what you're saying, like draw people in to think that they're going to help something that's in pain or in trouble or something. And then it ends up being like a false trap and then they just kill them. Right. Definitely, there was definitely some other ones we've talked about like that. Yeah. There were definitely other uh, water-esque things that we've talked about where then this obviously sounds like it can survive out of the water, but then they just mostly live in or near the waters of like streams and rivers. Uh, probably, I would assume, near villages or small towns to like draw people mm -hmm. out. But yeah, did, I don't even remember. I don't know if you even said what its diet was, but I guess I assume it's people. Or some sort no, of. No, I I did read what it was: fingernails and eyeballs and body, basically. Oh, that it eats. Oh, yeah, that it would tear eyes, nails, teeth, and eat them, and then it would toss the body into the river. Ugh, that is that is gross. Like a carnivore. Yeah, but a cool example of a, two cool examples of river monsters. Very dope. So you know, check it out if you'd like. But Gavin, what's your uh, what is your cryptid? Yeah, so I'm going to be talking about a snake. Real cool, swiggity swag stuff. Um, so snakes are obviously real. Snakes aren't cryptids, but there are snake-like cryptids or cryptids that have the attributes of a snake. It was like the, um, it was like the, what was it called from J.K. Rowling? The basilisk? The thing. Yeah, kind of like that. Yeah. Like yeah. the basilisk. That's why like all of these are similar because it was also similar compared to like the dragon stuff. But um, cryptids that are similar to snakes usually are long, limbless reptiles with no eyelids, a short tail, and jaws that are capable of considerable extension. And some snakes have venomous bites. Venomous, poisonous, Ooh. and venomous. Oh, we talked about that. So the one that I'm going to be talking about today and wrapping up the episode with is the, the Suchinoko. The Suchinoko meaning dirt child or child of hammer, is a snake-like cryptid from the mountainous regions of western Japan. These creatures are commonly reported as slithering deep within the watery caves of Shikoku and Honshu. Signs a Tsuchinoko may be in your area include hearing a mouse-like squeak coming from a river, or in some cases, a seemingly human-like voice Mimicking your conversation from the depths of a dark cave. So we were just, this is like similar to what we were mm. just talking about. Um, they're reported to be between 30 and 80 centimeters long. The name Tsutsunoko is used in Western Japan. However, it is also known as the Bachihibi in Northeastern Japan. It has a total of 50 plus names all over Japan. So I think... I think the chubacabra was definitely one that we talked about where it has different names in different places. And also the mm -hmm. uh, Wamper Cat, that there are a lot that kind of fit a bigger idea of a cryptid, but then it's known by a different name all over. Like cryptids come from like probably start in one place and then spread into different stories and different names. And so, yeah. Yeah. It makes sense. It's not surprising. Um, but uh, it did. Uh, this is a pretty um if you saw this snake you would probably flip out uh although there are some dependencies throughout the various sightings the suchinoko is widely regarded to look like a very wide common snake with a central girth wider than its head and tail large plate-like scales run down its body it reportedly has fangs and venom similar to common snakes 
Some accounts also describe the Suchinoko as being able to jump up to a meter in distance, Ooh. followed immediately by a second jump while still in air. That's like a double jump in like video. This this snake can double jump. You're pulling out some Mario moves, man. Jeez. That's like a Jedi thing. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Okay. Uh, it is also reported to sometimes swallow its tail and roll like a wheel, similar to the hoop snake, which is another uh, cryptid known to do that. According to legend, some Suchinoko are able to speak and are notorious liars. They are also said to have a taste for alcohol. So how wild does this snake sound? This snake sounds awesome. So it lives in a dank cave. Mm -hmm. It can jump twice in a row. Yes. And it can mimic human speech and it drinks alcohol. Yeah. I love the snake. There's your next best friend. Pretty swag. I need to meet the snake. This is pretty swag. And I, there was one part that I said that I feel like was glossed over. It's not like a um, like a normal like thin snake. It has like like the middle section is like almost a ball in it. So it's like kind of small, and then it becomes a ball, and then goes out to be small, which is like. So it's thick as well. Yeah. Let me. Let me. Um. I just showed oh, a picture of what, what it looks like. I oh my goodness! About. It looks like yeah, it swallowed. It looks like it swallowed a magic ape. It looks like a it looks like a whoopee cushion. Yeah, it's like when a cartoon like swallows something, and then you see the shape of that thing inside of it. Mm -hmm. it like that's exactly what it is. We'll put the picture on social media. Um, but yeah, it's a pretty uh, pretty identifiable cryptid, I would say. Um, so let's hear about some sightings of it. One okay. noticeable sighting. One notable sighting involves a farmer allegedly spotting a Suchinoko while cutting grass. He described it as having a face similar to that of a Doraemon, which is a popular Japanese cartoon character. He reported to have injured it with his weed whacker before the creature made its escape. A few days later, an old woman discovered its dead body laying by the side of a stream and buried it, not realizing how important it was. When word eventually got out, the local government set out a team to dig it up and send it to the local university for examination. The professor who examined the creature said it may be a Sutsunoko, but scientifically speaking, it was a kind of snake. Many other bodies and shed skins and shed skin have come forward, but these are more likely thought to be those to be from known species of snake. So people think that they've seen stuff that come from the snake, but it's most likely just from common snakes. It just is a snake. Is it yeah. real? Is it based off a snake that could have an imaginative bowling ball tummy? Yeah, it'd be pretty uh, pretty surprising to see a snake with a bowling ball tummy. I kind of want to know like, how these cryptids came to be and what people were on while creating these cryptids. Yeah, I mean, to think that you spotted this, this is also like supposedly not super long ago when it was spotted. I mean... The first spotting of it was supposedly during the Nara period, which in Japanese history uh, was um, 710 to 794 CE. So pretty, pretty long time ago. But yeah. it is said to have said uh, as many recent sightings as modern day. So it's definitely one of those ones that has lived on longer and hasn't been proven necessarily to be false yet. But... Some of the more specific details make it a little bit less believable than just your common garden snake. Mm -hmm. I mean, it could. I mean, it, there's nothing. 
far-fetched about a snake being around that we haven't seen yet. There, there. I mean, yeah. A lot of times when you do find a snake and you think it's like a cryptid, a lot of times it is just a snake, like a misidentified snake, or maybe it's just like a snake that we have seen a little bit, but it's not like common, but it's already in science. Like it, you know, all that stuff happens all the time. A lot of people don't know what every snake is out there in the world. And so if they find something and they're like, whoa, this is a new species, like it, we might have seen it already, but we just don't know it. Or, yeah. or it could be a brand new snake. And we just don't know. I don't think it speaks human speech. I don't think it drinks alcohol. But like, you know, that, yeah. that could just be myth. But you know, there, there's not nothing is saying that these snakes can't exist. Yeah. So there are some explanations for it. Most Sunuko sightings are thought to be misidentified known species of snake, as we were saying. It is also possible the sightings could be of snakes that have been recently fed, giving them a bulging middle. Mm -hmm. um, they could also be a misidentified sighting of a blue tongue skinks. Uh, which are kept as pets by some people in Japan. Um, it is also possible that they may have escaped their homes and then were spotted by other people. Uh, if not, it is possible that Sinusoko uh, may just be a new species of snake altogether. However, the blue tongue skink misidentification theory can't explain most of the sightings until they became common in the pet trade. They were first brought to Japan in 1970, but it was still very rare. Misidentifications of snakes can't explain the body shape of the credible Tsutsunoko photos. So there is a good chance that it could just be a new species of snake. Yeah, this thing sounds pretty real. Yeah. I think that one is my favorite. I think it's pretty dope. So Yeah. Well, all right. So then getting into our favorites. So we've now talked about, we talked about a dragon. We talked about some river monsters. We talked about some snakes. So then, Leah, we'll start off with you. What is your favorite out of the four that we talked about today? I like yours. A hundred percent. I like yours. I actually yeah. like. I would love a pet snake. Like my friend has a really cool pet snake, and I'd love to get one. So, I feel like I could see I you having a one. pet snake. Hey, that's cool. I'll take it. Yeah, I think it's dope. Uh, Chris, what about you? What did you like out of these dragons, river monsters, and snakes? Uh, I mean, I kind of like them all. I, I like, I like the the snake one. Um, I like Leah's river monster. I like. My cryptid, I'm not going to say my cryptid was the favorite one, but um, I really like my Cumberland dragon, how it kind of has like an octopus, like, you know, flush, and then like runs away. Um, mm -hmm. uh, I guess my favorite one is probably the river monster one, because it's got that hand as its tail, and it like can like, what is it, the Ahutzotl? The, yeah. Uh, the small dog thing. The fact it's like a ferret small dog with a tail that can gouge your eyes out, that's kind of gruesome, but it's pretty cool. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's a solid one. What about yeah. yours, Gavin? Um, yeah, like Chris said, these are all pretty dope. Uh, I did also like the Bassigator, um, because I am a big fan of like con men being like, "Come see the Bassigator," and then it's like just made of like paper mache and like it's not like real. P.T. Barnum, come see yeah, these like, incredible people. Right. Yeah, right. exactly. Like crazy stuff like that. But I mean, also like the Cumberland Dragon. Like dragons are so sick how like mm -hmm. how like that's dragons are just so dope um but yeah even the the snake at the end uh they're all pretty good awesome pretty good ones another uh another salad batch of uh miscellaneous ones that kind of fit into categories kind of didn't um we never said in the beginning did we ever define what cryptids are in the beginning of the episode i i 
don't think we did. I don't, don't think we did. did. Oh, do you want to do it? Goodness. Do you want to do it real quick? I can I can define Chris, it quickly for you. For those who, for those who have never heard of a cryptid, or maybe have never listened to any of our other episodes, get with what the is, times. Get with the times. Where have you been? They're here. They're living. Or some of them are We're not here. here. We're living. Yeah, uh, Chris, what is a cryptid? So according to just the all-powerful, all-knowing Merriam-Webster dictionary, like the top-tier quality of what a word means. Mm-hmm. According to those people, a cryptid yeah. is an animal, such as a Sasquatch, the Loch Ness Monster, the Cumberland Dragon, the river monster that Leah can't pronounce. Those things are animals that claim to exist, but they've never been proven to exist. That's fair. Well, another banger, guys. Banger. Bang, bang. Uh, dragonoids. Imagine dragonoids, these cryptids on your face. And for with the that. strange world. <laughs> and with that. <laughs> nice. For the strange world, nice. I'm Gavin. That's. I'm Leah. That's Gavin. And and that was Gavin, who just said, who just started talking was Leah. I'm Chris. Thank you guys so much for listening. Stay strange. Bye. Bye. So Chris, the Cumberland yes. Dragon. I know that you've yes. been really in touch with this dragon for your whole life. You've talked to me about it probably every day for the past. 30 years actually, that we've known each other. I actually went to look for this Cumberland Dragon. I, I didn't see it, but I did go and, and search for this. I do, I do believe you. But in theory, if I you were to research it, where would you have gotten your sources from? So I probably would have gone to where we have gone for the last 10 episodes, and I would have gone to the Cryptids Wiki... wiki uh, Cryptids Wikia, cryptids.wikia.com. It's a pretty notable place for it. Yeah. yeah. It's the holy grail of cryptids. Leah, you're river monsters. You're two of them. Where did you find the information for this? Where you got yours as well. Okay. Cryptids. What about you, Gavin? Shockingly, in a shocking turn of events, what a coincidence, it was also from the Cryptids fandom wiki. So okay. we love them. We're so out. original, can't you tell? Yeah, so original. Uh, this is the epilogue. Uh, bangers, guys. This I feel like this was the last. I want to say more normal episode. The last normal one, similar to the <gasps> past ones, because the next three are gonna be a little weird. They're I not say, as quite on brand. I would say my next episode is probably weird in a normal sense. But it's, it's like a it's, different category. It's more normal than these ones. And you'll see what I'm talking True. about. It's I would more say it's normal than, yeah. It's like, it's real, man. Like, it's, <laughs> we really get into it. We really get into it, yeah. Yeah. Put well, his life and soul into this work. Exactly. That's where we'll cap that off then. Bye. 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 Bye.
This podcast was produced by Gavin Berger, Leah Ettinger, and Chris Ash. Our theme song is by DJ Kai Song, and our logo is designed by Michael Zilvetti. Be sure to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts and check out more episodes of This Strange World available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, or wherever you get your podcasts. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at This Strange World Podcast and on Twitter at This Strange Pod. If you have any other ideas for future episodes, let us know. You can DM us on our social medias or email hello at thisstrangeworldpodcast.com.